0: I tell you what, the Lord sure does have a way of working things out. I didn't know I was supposed to do this this morning. I, it's my fault. I accept all uh, responsibility for it. But uh, week from Wednesday, I was disappointed because I was. I tried to write a message, and it's well, you know me when I try to write. It's not good. But I tried to write a message for family in the south and some friends and I was disappointed that it didn't get recorded so when I found out I was supposed to teach this morning I didn't have nothing to teach but I went and looked in my car and I thought well I'll do something from memory best again well I have some notes from that Wednesday night and so (laughs) I'm sorry you got to suffer through it one more time. Understanding the the Bible and understanding John the Baptist is what I want to talk about. Now, when I say understand the Bible, I want you to know I'm dispensational. And I personally believe if you don't read it and study it dispensational, you're going to be confused. Whether you agree or disagree is perfectly all right with me, but that's the way I feel about it. Now... If you don't know what's going on in the fifth and sixth dispensations, then it's it's sad because you'll make a, a, a lot of mistakes. And God knows that I make plenty even knowing it. But you take... At the very beginning, after Adam and Eve started having children, in God's sight, no matter what color their skin was or where they were at, There was only Gentiles. And then he called a man by Abraham. Not Abraham, but Abraham. And he made him three promises, and they're going to all be fulfilled. But two of them for sure has been already. Um, He made him a father of a nation, and that's where the confusion starts. From this time on, when God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and made him a promise that he'd be a father of a nation, people in the church have tried to take that and apply it to the New Testament church. And in fact, all the Old Testament books are supposed to be fulfilled in the church according to what little I can understand. But that's not right. So from Genesis chapter 12 through the book of Revelation, you now have Jew and Gentile. And when the Lord is writing to the Jews in the Old Testament, you need to know it. And when he's writing to the Gentiles in the Old Testament, you need to know it. There's prophecy fulfilled, unfulfilled. There's poetry, history, judgment, future judgment, judgment right now. And so... If you read that and you don't know who he's talking to, you're certainly not going to understand it. Now, Paul wrote to the Galatians, and uh, I tried to quote it there other Wednesday night, and I misquoted it. But please turn to Galatians chapter 3, and somebody read verses 26 through 29. Anyone got it? Want to read it? All right, John, thank you.
1: For you are all sons of and in, Jesus. For all of
0: you are in there is Now see in the church God don't look at us as a Jew, as a Gentile. We don't lose that distinction, but He sees us as one in christ but the old testament believer whether it be the old testament people whether it was jew or gentile are outside the church and after the rapture the people are be outside the church it's the church today that's full of uh, legalism simply because uh, uh, people don't take time to break it down and and, in the fifth dispensation Dispensation of law. The sixth dispensation is the dispensation of grace. We're not living under any legalistic ritual, rite, circumcision, baptism, nothing. It's grace alone, by faith alone, and Christ alone that'll save. It's his death, burial and resurrection that we we got to uh, have in our own life in order to be a believer. Now Matthew was a converted publican. I think it's in chapter 9 of Matthew where you see that. And I'm not asking you to turn there, but he was the writer that the Holy Spirit picked out to write the book of Matthew. Now, Matthew was a Hebrew writing in Hebrew to the Hebrews. And they were the religious people. Of that day, now after the book of Malachi was finished, silence. Uh, there was nothing but silence on the earth from God for about four hundred years, and when God broke through, He didn't break through to Malachi again, or uh, it, even John the Baptist. He broke through to a man named Zacharias that was in the temple, a servant. So, uh, please turn with me to Luke chapter 1. And uh, chapter 5 would be the first verse I'm interested in once I get back there. I passed it by about four chapters. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judah a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abba and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. Now, Levites. You remember Jacob had 12 sons? and One was named Levi. He was a terribly cruel man. His own father said, You are cruel, cruel, cruel. But God chose him to be the priestly tribe of the nation Israel. And after several thousand years, we come here to one of, uh, in the bloodline of, of Levi, by the name of Zacharias. Now, his wife was also from that tribe. And it says in verse 6, they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Now, it doesn't mean they were not sinners. Doesn't mean that they both didn't make mistakes. What it does mean, that they were making the proper offering for sin, and they had made the offering for salvation. They were both believers. Now, verse 7, And they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. The child that's going to be born to them is a miracle. Not the same miracle as the Lord Jesus, because that was um, a virgin birth. But, naturally, Zacharias and Elizabeth had passed the age of childbearing, they couldn't do anything on and on, and God interceded for them. Now, uh, I said that after the 400 years, the angel broke through and began to Speak to man again, and that's in verse 11 of chapter 1. And There appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And then uh, verse 16, "...and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God." Now, a proper understanding of the dispensations and the uh, plan that God has will make your Bible study much, much better, I promise you. Now, you remember... uh, I said a while ago that the uh, book of Matthew was written in Hebrew, by Hebrew, to the Hebrews. Well, for a good while, the Lord Jesus told his disciples they weren't, weren't to do anything outside the nation. Everything they'd done, excuse me, was in the nation then. The other Wednesday, I asked you to look at Matthew chapter 9. 35 to 38 and then Matthew chapter 10 but I want to reverse it. So if you got your Bible open to uh, Matthew chapter 10 and somebody read uh, verse 5 and 6 of chapter 10 of Matthew Now turn back to chapter 9. And somebody read verses 35 through 38. Now, what is the difference here in these verses and what we just saw in chapter 10? I know you all know if you just put on your thinking cap and it's not a trick question. Well, remember a while ago I said, I believe you got to study the Bible in dispensation, and that's the only way it will become clear to you. Jesus is three years or less less than three years from the cross. And when he went to the cross and died, For the sin of the world, the dispensation of law came to an end. And at the end of any dispensation, it's always judgment. It's not grace at the end of a dispensation. It's always judgment. And here, the harvest is still for the nation Israel. And he confines the word to Israel in chapter 10. Now, uh... I'm going to have to find it here. I think it's chapter 15 where the Gentile woman uh, came and asked him something. So if you would, turn to Matthew, the 15th chapter. Yeah. If somebody feels like reading several verses, read uh, chapter 15, 21 uh, through 28. If not, I will, but I hope somebody volunteers. volunteer. Now see, when that lady went to him as the son of David, she had no call on him whatsoever as the son of David because Jesus was a... Jewish Savior first, and then the Gentile. And so she addressed him like a Jew should have. Being a Gentile, she had no claim on him whatsoever, and he wouldn't do it. Now, does anybody know the the term that the Jews had for the Gentiles back in those early days? Yes. That's exactly right. They call call them dogs. But I don't know the the word, but I was told that there's a different word that means uh, more of a gentle rebuke than what we have here. and said something like, uh, uh, a little puppy graze your faith. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but it was a, a godly man that said it. Anyway, uh, when she approached Jesus as the Jewish Messiah, he rejected her request. But when she went to him, As the Lord of the world, as the Savior, then he uh, responded to her. Now, does anybody know the first mention of John the Baptist in the Bible without looking at your Bible or without looking at your telephone? There's a mention of him in the Old Testament before you get to Malachi, and I don't know if there's two before you get to Malachi, but certainly there is one. And my friends and family don't see it. And and, uh, I'll just turn and read it for you. It's in the 40th chapter of Isaiah, if you'd like to read along, but you don't have to. The voice of him crying, that cries in the wilderness... Prepare ye the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crook shall be made straight and the raw place plain. Now, that's a reference to John the Baptist. And Somebody said, well, but wait a minute, Bill. There's no name there. You can't prove it's John the Baptist. I can I'm not going to take time to do it, but you can do it on your own. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John say this verse these verses, excuse me, are as a reference to uh, John the Baptist. Now, the last mention of John for sure is in uh, Malachi, and part of it has been fulfilled, and part of it hasn't. and honestly, I don't know if I can point out the difference or not, but I, I'm going to try. <clears throat> Uh, Malachi chapter 3, speaking of John the Baptist again, it says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to the temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But, but who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appears? For it is like a refiner's fire and fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purify silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now, I stopped reading. I come up short there on purpose. The, The way I understand that is... First time, our Lord is their Savior. And He came to them as Savior. They rejected Him. And the next time, He appears on the earth. When His feet touched down on Mount Olives and they split. Judgment. Uh, uh, no, I, I believe I spoke out of turn there. I don't think that's right. The rapture, the seven-year tribulation... And uh, the seven year tribulation is judgment. And when he touches down in the Mount of Olives, the earth will split and there'll be a great judgment. There's a war. He ends the war. But for Israel, now they have to get saved just like you and I by trusting in him. And. Uh, just like uh, anybody else would have to get saved, you've got to turn to the Savior. But He came to Israel first, and they rejected Him. I turn to John chapter 1. Uh, I'm, let me just begin reading in verse 11. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe uh, on his name, which were born not of the, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Their rejection, in many ways, was our blessing, but I I don't have no scripture for that, but I think we all understand what I'm talking about. Anybody that's born again, has God done with the Jews? No. Absolutely not. And he's not done with the Gentiles, thank God. I'm growing a little bit every day. I said before, I figured I'm about uh, kindergarten level, and I... I haven't changed that yet. Now, let's turn over to the book of Matthew, chapter 3. Now, here's a stumbling stone The many of my family... And many of my friends that think you're saved by water baptism, and they don't realize that this book was written to the Jewish people, and they don't realize that the Holy Spirit had to come to form the church on the day of Pentecost. You just open it up, and mm, mm, you get baptized for salvation. Now, John was baptizing people, they say, he sure was. But he was baptizing them for a totally different reason. Now, um, it says, beginning of verse 1, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye of the Lord and make his path straight. Let me just stop here and see if I can find these notes. Well, I don't seem to be able to find them. And the notes I'm looking for and can't find... Explains, repent ye, and for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, bear with me just for a minute. I know it's in this paper somewhere. Hmm. Sorry, I can't find it. Basically, it's for the Jewish people who are listening to John the Baptist that are right with God. Now, Matthew makes it uh, pretty clear, and I'm going to pick up reading again in verse 4. The same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Uh, if we didn't have Pastor Jake, and thank God we do, but if we didn't, and some hippie-like fella came in here wearing leather clothes, long hair, beard, sandals, and probably had an odor about him that would knock you down, would you elect him? as a pastor of Ambassador Baptist? No, We would not we with me. But he was God's chosen man for Israel. And John the Baptist was the last Old Testament prophet. And a lot of people get, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, he was. He was the last Old Testament prophet. You see... Again, Matthew and Mark and Luke and John are quotes, comments and verses and Old Testament blended into them four books. And somebody says, well, now wait a minute. There's also grace. Well, it sure is. If it wasn't grace, we wouldn't get saved. But those four books are kind of a continuation of the 39 Old Testament books from Genesis to Malachi. Now... When I was in Luke a while ago, I didn't uh, look at all those verses, but since I read verse 4 there in Matthew, I'm going to turn back to Luke chapter 1 again. And then verse 14, the angel talking to Zacharias again, and he said, And thou shalt have joy and gladness and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Now, he was named before he was born. He was a Nazarite before he was born. (coughs) And he was full of the Holy Ghost before he was born. God prepared Zacharias and Elizabeth to bring up their son and God prepared John to be the messenger that would announce the Lord Jesus to the nation Israel. And he said that he was a friend of the bridegroom, not the bride. Now, we all know that when you're talking about bride and bridegroom, are talking about the New Testament church. And John says, I'm just a friend. Actually, he was, I think, first cousin, but he said, I'm, I'm just a friend. Now, I'm going back to Matthew chapter 3 again. Uh, And I want to read uh, uh, verse 5 and 6. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the regions round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, we're in Royal Oak, Michigan. And what if somebody says to you, I want you to go over to the Jordan, and you're gonna see a man over here that's dressed pretty ragged, and sort of looks like that Wilson feller, an ambassador. You'll recognize him when you see him, and I want you to do everything he tells you. Would you go? No, you wouldn't go because you know good and well that the Jordan River is not here, and you know that you baptized after salvation, not before. And every one of us here would love to see this little auditorium filled up and even people back here. If God chose to put the Spirit on any one of us at one time for His own purpose, like He did John the Baptist, we'd get people from all around here. Because it says, And they were baptized of Him and Jordan, confessing their sins. Now, he didn't have, what was the first invention that come along in the United States to get out the, the Word to multiple places? Telegraph? Was not not print press. You're right, it was print press many years ago. But electronically speaking, from one place to another, was it the Telegraph first? Western Union Telegraph? And that not one the same, or is it? Okay, and then then what come after that? Then, then, what, television maybe, computers? I I don't know. We had a TV when I was a kid, but it was a great big old monster, and I don't don't remember how old I was. But you see, in John's day, no telegraph, no Western Union, no print press, Uh, no radio, no TV, no newspaper how did he get his people god sent the israelites out to hear john to get the message that he wanted them to get and to understand that john the baptist was the forerunner of jesus not the messiah but the forerunner uh now let me read uh, starting here verse 7 again but well, John, now this is talking to John, of course, and it said, But when he saw many of uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth, therefore, fruits meant for repentance. Again, if we had a pastor that got up and was all sitting there relaxing and been singing and he, and he all of a sudden, he says, Oh, you bunch of hypocrites. What, what would happen? He'd be fired. You know, we, we wouldn't put up with that. But John told the phony people of that day that came to him just to be baptized, You're a phony, and I'm not going to baptize you. You're a hypocrite. And he refused to baptize him. Now, Dot McGee said... That there's a different word for hypocrite than we have today. And I was really interested in that because I I got out every bit of material I could find, and best I can tell, uh, a hypocrite today is like uh, somebody help me out here, two faced and say one thing and do something else and blah, blah, blah. But then in that day, it didn't mean that at all. It meant they simply play-acting. They were pretending to be something. They weren't. And Jesus saw through it, and he called them on it. Now, uh, verse 9, And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our fathers. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees, Therefore, every tree which brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, when did the Holy Spirit show up for the church? There you go, on the day of Pentecost, 120 people baptized into the body of believers. When, when will uh, the last phrase in verse 11 be fulfilled? At the return, at the judgment. Now, is grace and, and fire speaks a judgment and. People who reject Him is going to be judged. There's no way around it. And people that take water baptism for salvation is certainly going to be judged for their their, uh, not accepting Christ as Savior. Now, um, just recently... I read something that I wanted to add here because I thought as I was talking a while ago it would be a good place. But I'm not sure I can find it. Yep. Chapter 19 of Matthew. And I begin in verse 3. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that which was made at the beginning, made them male and female? And for this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and uh, shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. And then, verse 7, they say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing on divorce and put her away? And this is Jesus' answer. He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the very beginning it was, it was not so. Now, that wasn't the passage I'm looking for, but it serves the purpose. You see, religious people that work out their own salvation don't anything to do with the uh, uh, gospel of grace because of the hardness of the heart. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and verse 14, The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, and neither indeed can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, you can read the Bible, and you can know some of his history. You can know the chapters. You can quote the verses. And you can go in and out, backwards and forwards and forwards and backwards. But until you turn to Jesus Christ for salvation, you absolutely have no understanding of the spiritual content of the Bible. And somebody says, are you sure? I am sure. Paul said, if you're not saved, you can't understand it. Now, I wish that I could find that other place I was looking for, But I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to. So I guess the thing for me to do is just finish. And that's what I'm going to do. (laughs) Grace Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation. I'm so very glad that Dr. C.I. Schofield and many others down through the years have studied the Bible dispensationally. And I know beyond any shadow of a doubt that there's a lot of legalism in churches in this area, and it's simply because some places that they just accept uh, what somebody said and don't read and study it on their own. But I pray that anyone, anywhere, who wants to understand the Bible will study it dispensationally to get a better understanding of what you'd have for them and everything they do here now after salvation, they'll earn rewards. But bad teaching, uh, such as uh, legalism, will not earn any rewards whatsoever. But, Father, we do uh, pray for the message coming up. The pastor, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.